everybody, my name's Nicole. I'm Brenna. I'm Reed. And this is FitClick. podcast where we talk about fan fiction. Typically, each episode, each one of us will bring a fic to discuss. However, it is our end-of-year mini-sode, as you may have seen from the title, and we're going to do things a little differently around these parts. Yeah, you heard that right. We're not talking about individual fics in depth at all. Instead, we're talking about all kinds of other things regarding 2023. Thank you. But we are still talking about fics and fandom. Well, yeah, that's true. Just not the same way as usual. <laughs> yeah. If you've listened to a different year in review minisode, you'll have some idea of what we're doing, but we keep changing it. Don't worry. We've established this year the way that we're dividing things between year in review and anniversary. Yeah, it was getting a bit confusing. So we've we've portioned them out in a way that hopefully we decide to continue with next year and we don't get to next year's <laughs> anniversary episode and we say, mm, maybe we should change it all again. No, 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 no. <laughs> Future us, if you're listening to this, you better not. <laughs> I think to kick this off, we figured we would chat a little bit just about what our lives have looked like this past year. I know that all of us have been up to many things, many life changes. Why don't we talk about it a little bit? Go ahead, Reed. Oh, me first. Yeah. I want to hear what you've been up to. It's been so long since we've caught up. <laughs> Yeah, great question. Well, a thing that is both about me and about Brenna is that you might know we used to be roommates, um, and we are not roommates, and so for the first <laughs> time in my, I know, well, we'll be roommates again someday, I believe in my heart. Yeah, me too. When I convince you to move to my current town, even though you don't have a desire <laughs> to. <laughs> I have a desire to be in that state, <laughs> in that general yeah, region. <laughs> Anyway, yes, so for the first time in my adult life, I am living by myself in a one-bedroom, and I actually like it so much more than I thought I would, which is nice. I do still want to be roommates with Brenna, but I have decided that, well, Nick, you don't like living with people. Don't give me that face. <laughs> we had fun living together, though. Yeah, we had a ton of fun living together. I think if it were not for a global pandemic, it never would have happened, and we no. also probably would have had a worse time. But you could want to live with me, even if I don't want to live with you. <laughs> it was also like the most sort of strangely antagonistic household <laughs> I've experienced between like two people who are friends, um, uh -huh. and not like maybe family members who hate each other or people who were pushed <laughs> together by some sort of strange college housing situation. Like you chose that. Um, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> and every time I came over, I was like, I'm entering like hostile territory. But we never once fought for real. No, no. but there was just a vibe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't a vibe that someone was going to get truly angry or anything. They like, didn't feel sincere. It just felt like I was going to get belittled for things. <laughs> <laughs> you were going to get caught in the crossfire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Nick, I would still live with you, but knowing that you don't like living with people, I would not make that choice uh, because that would be actively harmful to our friendship. Brenna, Fair I know, enough. wants to live with me again, so that is something I am planning in the future, <laughs> maybe. Brenna also like likes living with a roommate. 
So yeah, it's different. I also like living with a roommate, but um, Brenna's tried and tested, approved. I'm not <laughs> taking you. chances on new roommates is what I've decided. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, ficlets. I've, yeah. I've kind of also moved into that. I am no longer living with Reed, but I am living with a friend who I had previously lived with multiple years in college. So it was also someone who is tried and tested <laughs> and I knew it would work out. <laughs> I was like, I cannot live with some random person off the internet who I've never met before. Um, and I don't mean just like in the sense that sometimes you meet up with internet friends. I mean, someone you find on like a Facebook housing group. Yeah. I've also realized like I need to have experienced how someone lives, whether on their own or with different roommates or their family or whatever, before I agree to live with them. Like I need to see what they're like, I don't fully trust someone to have great perception of their own living habits necessarily. Like when you talk to someone, you say like, oh, what matters to you in a like, you know, in your home? Sometimes people are very accurate and self-aware and some people are really completely not self-aware. So I need to see it for myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I think that makes sense. In terms of where I've been in the world, I don't know if I said this last year. I probably did. Last year, I was California Reed. I went to California once a month for, I think, eight months straight. This year, I was still in California a lot, but a little less. But I do have plans to see my co-hosts in a month. I'm kicking off January with another California trip. So we'll see. What 2024 holds in terms of that. Um, I don't know. When I was trying to think about like big things from the past year, I feel like one thing that came up is that I've I've entered my cosplay era. I, at the very end of last year, sort of stumbled my way into a group of people who cosplay for Critical Role. And I was like, I've never cosplayed before. I'm wearing a closet cosplay of Yasha that is black clothing and a harness I bought for a K-pop concert. But here I am. Um, and now, for the past year, I've done like a bunch of photo shoots. I have attempted to learn how to sew a little bit. I sewed like a couple stitches on a cloak and then my friend did like all of the fancy finishing bits and like put the fur on and the clasps and whatever. And so it looked really good. And I can say that I contributed (laughs) to that even though I did very little, but I did the patterning and the cutting and the stuff like that. So that was a contribution. But yeah, I don't know. That's been a fun thing for me. Cosplay is a thing that I sort of feel like I've been face pressed to the glass about for a little while where I've always been like, this seems cool and nerdy and a thing that I would enjoy doing, but it also felt like it had such a high barrier to entry, um, especially if you're trying to like home make anything and I simply did not have the skills or knowledge. And now I'm friends with a bunch of people who've been doing it for years and who are very, very talented and very kind and willing to share their skills with me. So that has been really fun. I'm also, I feel like I've kind of entered, like re-entered my reading era properly. I'll get more into that when we talk about our like media wrap up of the year, but I have, I'm finally reading books with consistency, which is nice. I lost that skill, um, but I was working on it last year, not with a lot of success. And this year, I feel like I found success. And that has been very nice as well. I don't know. I've done things this year, but there's nothing coming to my mind. That's what you get. I live alone, but I don't, I'm not on the TV show. I live alone. Um, <laughs> that would be really shocking. I, I cosplay and I read books. What an interesting life I live. That sounds good. Breb, what have you been up to? Yeah, um, I don't live alone. I live with a roommate, as I mentioned a moment ago, if that part stayed in, um, (laughs) who is my friend from college. Um, I think she's listened to one episode of this podcast, so she probably won't hear this, but she does have like a Fick Click sticker on a water bottle, so that's great. We love to see it. Oh, thank you so much to your roommate. That's so nice. (laughs) Yeah. I also moved to the seaside for my health about over six months ago now. Um... Seven months ago. (laughs) 
um, it's it has successfully helped my health. <laughs> I would recommend, honestly, to anyone who has the ability to move to a small, somewhat touristy beachside town. Um, it's great. I thought this was something that people couldn't kind of just do, but it turns out that you actually kind of can just do it. Um, which is was really a revelation to me personally. Um, yeah, I love it. It's wonderful. Um, the seaside air is so cleansing. It's also helped my skin a lot, I think. Underrated skincare tip. Um, mm. Salt air <laughs> from the sea. <laughs> or maybe just not city air from the city. Yeah. <laughs> maybe just that, but... <laughs> The three of us are in a group chat with some friends, and every Sunday we send uh, pictures of sort of what we've been doing throughout the week. A lot of them are, like, mundane and just hanging out. Um, and Brenna mm -hmm. sends, like, the same <laughs> photos of the beach every week, but they're always so gorgeous. Every time I'm like, yeah, this slaps. It's always, like, a sunset or, like, this beautiful lit beach. And it's the same beach every time, and every time I'm like, this hits. Yeah, it's because I go to the same beach. <laughs> it's really close. What can I say? Um, yeah, I think winter sunsets are the best sunsets here. Um, so they've been really stunning lately, which has been lovely. It helps. Uh, it's sort of a consolation prize for how early the sun sets, um, that it's also setting in a particularly gorgeous manner. Um, yeah, this town is really wonderful. It has like a ridiculous number of bakeries and coffee coffee shops per capita, which is something that's really great for me personally, someone who loves a little baked good treat moment. Um, I think it could use one more bookstore. This is also in my long con plan. It's not really a con. It's just a long term <laughs> game plan where I convince Reed to move to this town so that we can start a bookstore because I think there is room for another bookstore in this town. <laughs> I would say Nick too, but I know Nick just doesn't want to live here. Um, I don't, but I want to be in on the bookstore. Didn't we literally go to a bookstore cafe when we were in that general area yeah. last year? And that's but what we want to open as a we bookstore We have to drive cafe. them out of business. We're going to become <laughs> like, you know in Stardew Valley, like Joja Corp? Yeah. That's going to be I don't want to be No, they're the bad no. guys. No, I just think okay, so without like fully saying the name of where I live, but like giving enough clues that people who are familiar with the area can probably put two and two together. <laughs> there is a stretch of land that has many little towns all sort of bundled together. The place we went is a few towns over from the place I think would be great to open a coffee shop bookstore. Um, and I do think there's enough sort of like touristy uh, traffic through these areas that it would survive, especially if it's on a cute little street. Um, anyway, I just think it's surprising that for the number of coffee shop bakeries in the area, there aren't more bookstores to accompany them. <laughs> um Sorry, that was a tangent. It, it's not really what I've been up to with my life. It's what I hope to be up to in my life in like five years. That's a beautiful uh, Yeah, I have also read a lot of books this year. I've mostly listened to them with my ears, actually, in audiobook format. Um, but I count that fully as reading. And I have not read a lot of fic. Again, we'll get to that later. But I've read a lot of published books. So that's something. Um, I haven't gotten into cosplay. <laughs> I haven't really gotten into any crafts. I would like to pick up a new craft. I was thinking about this recently. You I really feel bracelets. like... Oh, yeah. I did make some bracelets. Um, I wear them regularly. <laughs> which I love. Um, 
yeah, I do feel like being by the seaside in this little apartment, I have been really channeling my sort of old woman energy. Like the like the coastal grandma thing is real. Like sure, you could be a coastal granddaughter, but like being a coastal grandma is fun. And my favorite recent activity is just after work to put a hot drink in a thermos and walk on the beach and the sand is really cold, but like you've got this hot drink and the contrast is so nice. Um so, yeah, that's what I've been up to and enjoying in my life. Nick, how about you? Yeah. Um, it's It's been a year, man. <laughs> 2023 was a year. Um, I am in my TV era, which is very exciting. I watched from start to finish five scripted shows, one of which did have a total runtime of like 90 minutes, but one of which <laughs> was like 50 episodes that were all long. So, like, come on. I'm so good at watching TV now. Um, I also watched my usual assorted reality TV, which I will discuss later. Um, but that was exciting. That was fresh for me, for sure. Um, oh, my gosh. I almost couldn't read my writing for a second, and I thought I had written new jeans. No. <laughs> new hair, new tea, new jeans. Do you yeah, see? Thank you. Thank You're you. <laughs> no, it says new jobs, <laughs> which is different. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, if you listened to last year's year in review, you may know that I finished grad school. Woo! So now I am a post, post-grad post <laughs> person living in the world. Um, and I, yeah, I started a new job beginning of this year and then very recently ended up um, getting a new job. And I'm now doing that. I started like two weeks ago as of this recording, less. So that has been exciting, but a lot of transitions. <laughs> So I'm hoping things stay stable for a while. That would be really nice. Um, I also have been reading a lot of books. Wow. Go team. Look at us. Mostly with my eyes. I did some on audio, but I just don't listen to as many audiobooks as Brenna. It's not my skill. Um, I hold them in my hands and bear witness. That's not my skill. I like try and hold them in my hand and then my wrist is like, mm. <laughs> What if I didn't hold this anymore? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. I think like 95% of the books I consumed this year were audiobooks. Because it's so easy. You get on Libby and you just go boop, and then you just have it, and you can put it in your ears whenever. Mm-hmm. I love that, but I get like the ebook, and I read it on my laptop as if I'm reading a fic. And then I'm living. <laughs> <laughs> I do also like that I will, for you. Thank you. I like an ebook on my iPad, also because my iPad, I can sort of use a little case to prop it up in bed so then I don't have to hold it with my wrist again. <laughs> All right. Wow. 2024 goals. Brenna strength training, <laughs> but only in her wrists. <laughs> my wrists are really weak. It's why I had to stop doing gym- gymnastics as oh, a child. No. And now I can't hold the hardcover books. Oh, wow. you really are like a, a little grandma. Your poor little yeah. wrist yeah. as you hobble <laughs> along the beach. Hey, I only hobble when the sand is really soft. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, goodness. Um, aside from those things, I once again did a lot of writing. I'll talk about this a little bit more later, maybe. But um, I have summited another nano, which is exciting. I've been writing some fic, a little bit of original fiction. I've been using For the Words, which I am kind of an evangelist of. Um, You have a little character and you fight against monsters who are worth different word counts and they have different times associated with them. So you could fight like a 400 word monster in 10 minutes or something. Um, And I love it. It helped me get so much done. So yeah, that was also fun. But I feel like honestly, I have been... uh, 
holding on to a buoy through stormy waters for much of this year and i'm looking forward to hopefully a calmer 2024 i did get a tiktok actually today that said like oh like good news for all of the signs in 2024 and i was like okay i'll check this out brenna great news for you um capricorns are apparently finally exiting like a really hard period and so now you're vibing yeah, my roommate was telling me about this. She's also a Capricorn. <laughs> yeah, so congratulations. Rita, I don't remember anything about cancers. Um, nothing, nothing on Aquariuses. I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Never mind, I guess. <laughs> I guess it was only good news for some of the signs. The only time Aquarius was mentioned at all was in relation to Gemini having something good. And it was like, it could also be good for the other air signs. Moving on. And I was like, wait, wait, wait. Oh, <laughs> Are you sure though? there's not anything? <laughs> Oh, so wish me luck, Ficklets. Well, while we're talking about things that we've been up to sort of outside the fic and fandom spaces, although all areas of our lives have some overlap, um, do we want to talk about some favorite sort of non-fic media that we've been consuming this past year? Yes. Nick, do you want to kick it off? I know you just wrapped up, but you said yes. Yeah, I can. <laughs> um, everyone, I've prepared for you five different um, media properties that I enjoyed this last year and that I feel like really defined a lot of my fandoming. Uh, the first of these, maybe not surprising if you have followed this show for any length of time recently, it's The Untamed and also MDZS. So... I was a late bloomer in this fandom, if you will. I previously just read so many modern AUs with zero canon context. Uh, I was sure I would never watch the show. I was like, there's no chance. It's so long. People say it's like confusing to get into. I don't know what's happening. I don't really do fantasy in general, but especially not like a fantasy show. So I was like, no way. And then I was informed that the MDZS graphic novels are on Libby for some libraries. So I was like, ah, oh, that could be fun. There's only two of them out. They're pretty short. So I picked both of those up at my local library. And I was like, maybe this could help me out, especially with like picturing what the characters look like in my fic reading. Listeners, <laughs> I read both of them. I immediately began reading volume one of the novel. I then read volume two of the novel. I then started volume three. I then began watching The Untamed. I then watched all 50 episodes of The Untamed in maybe two weeks. I then finished volumes four and five of the novel. And then I went on yet another fic bender that really hasn't ended. Oh my goodness. Wow. It's been a very long time since I had a TV fandom. So that's been very exciting. Um, I'm not really, like, I don't feel like I'm in the fandom properly. I haven't like gone out and talked to people. I've just been reading fic and enjoying that and thinking about the characters and having my feelings, but that has been a lot of fun, and you've seen that reflected in some of the fics that I've brought uh, this year for the pod. The next one I have is the hit survival show Boys Planet. This aired on <laughs> Mnet at the beginning of this year, from like January to April. Wow. Oh my goodness. What a show. Um, I don't know how to describe this show. 98, technically 97 by the time it started, trainees in the K-pop industry who are all lads, boys, men of some capacity, all compete to get votes and be in the top nine and debut as a group together. This, well, I started watching partway through and it became 
a powerful experience for me. I have followed this group. I have many feelings about them. I have many feelings about the show. I have feelings about survival shows in general and reality TV and how kind of like ethically dubious many of the things that they do are and also how compelling it is as television. Many, many thoughts, but that has been definitely a cornerstone of my media consumption. My next one, I watched a lot of American Ninja Warrior very quickly. I watched, I think, like two full seasons on Netflix. Honestly, really fun. I think the hosts are great. I think people are very impressive athletically. That was definitely a top reality show for me this year. Um, and then the last item I have on here, oh, I won't make you all listen to me say many more things, um, is a book. So I read, well, I'm talking to the listeners. My hosts very kindly both were like, okay, it's fine. They probably enjoy it. We're enjoying <laughs> okay, it. Okay, I'll, I'll yeah. rapid fire some other stuff really quick then. Have you heard of Kissable Lips? <laughs> people... I was going to say pe people liked, um, and by people I mean stifled laughter, mm -hmm. um, did confirm that she liked when you were combining many thoughts into one as oh, fast as possible true. at the end of our Formula One discussion. <laughs> so okay, I guess I can try to, I can try to be quick. Oh God. Okay. Um, yes. I watched Kissable Lips and I watched Roommates of Pundak 304. Both of those are web series. They are K-dramas. They are BLs. Both of them feature Kim Ji-woong of Zero Base One, who was on Boys Planet. So that's how that happened. I also watched Semantic Air because I wanted to watch another BL and I also brought a fic for that for the podcast this year everybody loved it everybody loves semantic error go team aside from that i also read so many books and books that i had a lot of feelings about and some which i liked and some which i liked a lot less one of the books that i really liked was legend born by tracy dion i also read its sequel bloodmarked banger banger after banger a lot of people didn't like bloodmarked that much but honestly i thought it slapped i also just like really needed some escapism when i was reading it and it delivered so much so i appreciated that other favorite books from this year include uh, speak no evil Oh, oh God. Uzodin Maiwala is the author. I was trying to remember his name. Great book. I don't recommend it to almost anyone I know. And probably not to most of you either, Ficklets. Check the content <laughs> warnings and then get back to me. <laughs> but I loved it. <laughs> um, I also you don't really... actually have to be speed running this. I'm like, doing can... it fast. I really enjoyed A Lady for a Duke, which is a romance novel. Um, I know Brenna had read it and talked about it. It was great. Really a great trans protagonist, Regency era. Uh, some spicy scenes, but it was a lot of fun. Do I have anything else? That's most of it. No, His Man Season 2. Everybody, His Man Season 2 is a reality show that is in Korea, and uh, it's eight gay men who all live in a house together and try to find love. Um, two of the contestants, spoilers for you, but it's important, did find love. They're still together. My perception of whether love is real is hinging way too much on these two guys that I've never met in my life. Um, if they ever break up, I will be despondent and so sad. So just check up on me if you hear about that. Okay, that's all. Thank you so much, everyone. That was my 2023 <laughs> in media. I loved hearing about it. Yeah, I'll go next. I have a bunch of things. There's so many more I could talk about. I have watched a lot of television this year. Um, most of it was unfortunately pretty bad. So I'm just going to shout out a few shows that I thought were quite good um, and not make you sit through all the ones that I thought were pretty much trash garbage. This was <laughs> not a good year for television. Um, and I think most critics would agree with me. <laughs> um However, a few that I thought were very good. The Bear Season 2. Um, this is a show that I've watched on Hulu. I think it's an FX show, but I could be wrong about that. Um, 
It's about a chef named Carmi who takes over a restaurant in Chicago after his brother dies. That's how it happens in season one, at least. Season two is is more about the same cast of characters. I really love them. And this is an excellent example of how to do a season two of television well. I think doing a good season two is a very hard thing. Um, A lot of season twos fall into the same category is a lot of like middle books in a trilogy where like they had a lot to follow up on because book one was a banger that everyone loved but then either the expectations are too high and they can't live up to them or they really just had a story that only took one season or one book to tell and now they're sort of muddling about in the world i think this one does a really good job of diversifying the stories that they're telling in season two and keeping us really engaged with the world and delving deeper into the characters of it i thought this is an excellent example of how to actually do a season two well it keeps us really engaged with the world it delves deeper into the characters on a more individual basis um, and does some really interesting things with its storytelling overall i just thought it was fantastic and it makes me really excited for season three i also think it has an amazing cast who i've seen a lot of them in other things this year as well and they are just killing it um two other tv shows i wanted to shout out also, which I think are doing very inventive things. Uh, one was The After Party on Apple TV. This has sadly been canceled, um, which I'm really sad about, but it had two very good seasons. It's a murder mystery show in which each episode is told in a sort of different genre format, matching uh, the internal narration of the character who's sort of giving their testimony in that episode. Um it's very creative. It's very clever. I think season two is the better season, but both were just an absolute delight to watch. And again, just definitely doing something very different than other shows that I've seen. Um, I think Apple TV is honestly like the sleeper hit TV streaming service recently. I think it's doing some of the best stuff out there, um, but not a lot of people have subscriptions to it. Not everything they do is good, but I think a higher ratio of what they're putting out is good than like, say, Hulu or Netflix. Netflix is just really the plumbing the depths of absolute trash television that they're posting um (laughs) they do nothing but make like just the worst reality tv and a lot of it is watchable but like they gave up on trying to make anything substantive like years ago um they didn't win awards and they said f this i'm just gonna make low budget things that a lot of people will watch um and i think the only people who are actually making things to sort of are falling into like premiere tv these days are not netflix um <laughs> anyway one, one other that i wanted to shout out is deadlock on amazon prime um this is a australian murder mystery show that i think does a lot of really interesting stuff um and is sort of an interesting critique i think on how our society reacts to like crime and true tr- true crime stories it's a satire that i think is just extremely clever and rides the line very well. Um, this was recommended to me by my friend Pat, and I don't think I would have picked it up without her recommendation. So thank you to her. Um, it is darkly funny. Uh, and at first you kind of hate everyone in the show. Um, but I think it does a really excellent job of like having something to say about the state of these types of stories that we're telling um i think especially in this moment that we have a ton of crime fiction and true crime media uh i think this was kind of a necessary watch in some ways um, especially if you are a fan of these things
Tangentially from my TV land, I don't really watch many movies, but I did want to give a shout out to the kind of concept of the return of movies. Um, I think this year has been a big year for movies, especially in the second half of the year. Um, I feel like during the pandemic, well, the pandemic is ongoing, but from 2020 through sort of the first half of this year, uh, a lot of movies were not released that had been planned to be released. And Studios were sort of only putting out things that they thought were going to be big blockbusters, which ended up with us only sort of having a few superhero movies in the last few years and like a few other things coming out on streaming or other platforms, but just not a lot of like big theatrical releases. And I think we've had a lot stacked in the back half of this year. And even though I'm not a big movie girl, it's just made me really happy to see this art form sort of being boosted a bit. Seeing the numbers from things this summer like Barbie and Oppenheimer just gave me a lot of hope about the future of that industry. To keep talking, there's <laughs> a couple other things I want to mention really quick. Yeah, go for it. Um, I... In my sort of audio heavy year, I have also gotten back into listening to podcasts. Um, and I listened to a lot of the back catalog of You're Wrong About, which is definitely like my favorite podcast of the year. It's been around for a while, but I just spent a lot of this year listening to it. And I think there's some amazing episodes. Um, in particular, one episode that really moved me and like brought me into sort of my year wrong about listening era was an episode on Chris McCandless with Blair Braverman. Um, Chris McCandless is the man that the book uh, Into the Wild was written about. This episode I thought was just an excellent look at how we tell people's stories and like whose stories are whose to tell. Um, it made me really emotional. I got teared up while listening to it um, and it just... Yeah, pushed me into listening to a lot more you're wrong about. Um, and also listening to Sarah Marshall makes me want to be a better podcaster. This was also a year of me reading book series. Um, the two that I have consumed just so many hours of were Louise Penny's uh, Inspector Gamache series and Robin Hobbs' Realm of the Elderlings. Realm of the Elderlings is the one that I want to give a yeah. big shout also, out like, to. Also, like, Ficklets. <laughs> I just want to interject. Ficklets, however much you think so much is of Brenna reading this ser these two series, I need you to, like, double that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Realm of the Elderlings by Robin Hobb is a series of interconnected trilogies. There are five trilogies and they are all long books. I'm currently on book eight of like the full series and shout out to friend of the pod Avery, who I've been reading some of these along with. That's also made the experience much more impactful and joyful for me. Um, but I think Robin Hobb has just raised the bar exponentially for what I expect out of fantasy, what I expect out of storytelling. Um, it's been an incredible ride and particularly picking up the third of the trilogies where we sort of come back to the characters from the first trilogy was like reading the perfect post-canon fanfic. Um, I was like, this is how you deliver a story when you're picking up with the same characters 15 years later. It blew my mind. Um, and yeah, I'm just a huge fan. I definitely don't think these books are for everyone. I don't think either of my co-hosts would really get like enjoy them to the extent that I have. But I think especially if you are a fantasy reader, um, these books are just like the pinnacle of what I've read in fantasy so far. Okay, I have so many more things I could talk about, but that is my wrap up of some of the nonfic media that has impacted me most this year and that I would recommend to you if you find any of those things interesting. Amazing. Okay. I'm realizing I also have a bunch of things I could say, but I've, I've made my list somewhat short. Very briefly, in almost direct contrast to what Brenna was saying about movies, you're like, this is a great year for movies. And in my brain, I was like, what movies have I seen in theaters? I do have a gripe. And it's, I knew about one of these instances, but not the other. 
two of the movies that I saw in theaters this year was like Across the Spider-Verse, which is the like animated Spider-Man, the second movie. And another one of them was Fast and Furious, whatever the hell the most recent (laughs) number is. Both Mm -hmm. of these movies were part one of two. I did not know that going into Mm. Across the Spider-Verse. My friend and I went to go see it together and we were, you know, there for the two hours, the whatever, and they get up to go to the bathroom and they come back and there were two minutes left in the movie and it ended. And they were like, oh my God, what? And I was like, what? Because we were like, wow, there's so much stuff that still needs to be resolved. My friend was like, surely I can get up and go to the bathroom. No, we didn't know that it was part one of two. That was so frustrating. It was a great movie, but it was so frustrating. Fast and Furious, I had seen tweets about how it was a part one of two. I just think it is stupid to have done that. <laughs> but the movie itself is not stupid. Fast and oh, Furious okay. as ever remains a perfect fucking franchise. Well. <laughs> No, it is perfect. I'm listening to some other like year-end wrap-ups and people were hating on that movie so much. And I was like, get out. I love it. If you can't hang with a series in which cars go to space and I don't even remember what happens in the most recent movie. I don't know. They like a kayak, like becomes a plane, becomes a car or something. Transformers. (laughs) Yeah, they steer a bomb through the streets of Italy with their cars. I don't know. They do lots of things. Um... It's high cinema, and if you don't understand it, I feel sorry for you. Whatever. Moving on. Okay, the first thing that came to mind for my favorite non-fic media has to be the One Piece live action. Christ. So, ficlets, a thing that I did not mention in my how my year has been is that I did become severely mentally ill uh, for a couple months, and not like in, I was going to say in the fun way, it's never fun, but like in the, people like will joke about it online. Had a menti be. Yeah, exactly. Like, having a breakdown, whatever. Um... I was not doing well for a couple months. And in those couple months, I also, in part because of the not doing well, entered my hater era. Pretty much everything that anyone was consuming around me, I was not enjoying. (laughs) I was trying to keep it to myself. I was like, it's not fun to like rain on other people's parades. The One Piece live action came out and I was seeing a bunch of tweets about it. And I am a person who was like, I'm never going to watch the One Piece anime because it's literally over a thousand episodes and I don't have an interest in it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I was like, I don't know, whatever, what's going on with this live action? So I was like, I'm just going to watch an episode or two and see how I feel about it. I have a strong feeling that because I am in my hater era, I'm just going to sort of quietly put this to the side. No, (laughs) it gave me mental illness in the fun way. Like, wow, my hyperfixation. (laughs) Um, I became so rapidly obsessed with the show and the cast. I have now watched the entire thing twice over and some episodes more than that. Wow. I... I love the cast so much. I have so many feelings about it. I did start the anime because of the live action. I'm enjoying it. And the reason I'm kind of like hesitating is because I think in part, uh, I was hitting a bit of like a snag with like, I want to get to the part of the show that is past where the live action covers. I know the live action is not like a perfect one for one for the show. The live action kind of muddles some stuff around. But for the most part, the first couple arcs of the show, of the anime, like mirror the live action. Um... But it takes like 60-something episodes of the anime to get through what is season one of the live action. And I feel like I'm just itching to get to the like new stuff. So I am watching the One Piece anime kind of. I'm sure I'll get back to it at some point. I've been sidetracked by other things. Um, but the live action, oh my god. And then the and then the strike in Hollywood ended and the cast has been able to talk about how much they love each other. And they've posted all these behind-the-scenes things and it makes me really emotional. And I made two of my Causeway friends start watching it and... I just have a lot of feelings. Okay, One Piece live action, you are so important to me. Thank you so much. Um, the other anime thing I've been watching. Ugh. J- Jujutsu Kaisen season two. 
I don't know how to describe this show. Like, am I enjoying watching it? Yes. Um, like, yes and no and hmm. Okay. <laughs> Season one is like things are happening and some of them are bad, but for the most part, you're like, wow, yeah, a shonen anime. Season two, everything is so bad all the time, always. It only gets worse. I know from the manga, I don't know all of the spoilers, but I know that people who are manga readers are like, yeah, the Shibuya arc, which is what the majority of season two is, is really bad, but also it it just doesn't get better. It's so sad and people are miserable and suffering and so many people are dying and like, uh, but is this the show where the guy made his daughter into a dog? <laughs> no, that's Full Metal Alchemist. God damn it. <laughs> There's too many animes. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Okay, but the thing about this is that I watched the first episode when it aired this summer and then I just like wasn't watching the rest of the season. Like I didn't, I don't know. I kind of was like, uh, whatever. I'm not really spending the time watching it. And then... Our friend Sharpa started watching season one, got super into it. And I was like, oh, well, if you're caught up and you want to watch season two together, I actually have watched almost none of it. Uh, we were supposed to spend like an hour or two watching it. We're like, we'll watch the rest later. We watched for like four and a half hours straight <laughs> to catch up to season two. I felt absolutely bonkers out of my gourd. And since then, we have been watching weekly. And so that's been nice. I am not someone who typically watches things week to week. I've actually been doing a lot of that lately with Survivor, GBBO, and uh, JJK. But it's been a fun little ritual on Thursdays to log on to Discord with my friend and yours, Sharpa, and be like, wow, what fun, fresh new horrors await us. And then <laughs> at the end of every episode, just screaming, like, I can't believe it would leave off there. I can't believe I have to wait a week for this. It's horrific. <laughs> There's only supposed to be like three more episodes left in the season. I don't know how the fuck that's going to work. And then also um, a friend that the three of us met up with when we were doing Geek Girl Con stuff mentioned that they wanted to watch season two, but the friend that they were supposed to watch with like just didn't really have the time. And I was like, well, we can watch together. So now I've been having the fun experience of every week I get the new episode with Sharpa. And then a couple days later, I log on with M and I watch like six episodes previous. <laughs> so I'm just bracing because I know what's happening and I know how bad it gets. Oh my God. And I'm just reliving the trauma. <laughs> also, TikTok will not stop giving me horrendous Gojo Gato edits. I'm so upset. When I bring a fic for the pod and then the two of you get so confused because they will probably be referred to as Satoru and Suguru and then I'm so sorry. Don't I'm so sorry. Read. Don't start Are telling us names me? now or they'll live in fear for I'm months. barely hanging on with just Gojo. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bring a JJK fic to the pod at some point because I have to because Gojo and Gato make me feel so deeply unwell. It's not even funny. So... That's a media, I don't know, again, can I say that I've been enjoying it? I don't know, but it has been a cornerstone of my past couple months, so here it is. In reference to me being in my reading era, uh, I just want to, I'll, I'll do the rapid fire thing. I will quickly shout out some go, of my go, favorite go, things go, I go. have read this year. Yes, On a Sunbeam by Tilly Walden. It is a graphic novel. It is a queer found family space opera. It is so goddamn good. It is gorgeous. Um, I recommended it to Nick and Nick read it and was sending me updates it. and also loved it. Yeah. I'm not a huge graphic novel person. I gave this an easy five stars. It was fantastic. My mom is now a Tilly Walden fan. <laughs> Good. I don't think that has anything to do quite with you, Reid. No, maybe. I love that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is. I, it had been on my bookshelf for literal years, and I kept being intimidated because I also don't read graphic novels and because it is huge, and I read the whole thing in one day. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal. If you can check out this book, please do. Um, other things that I really enjoyed from this past year... Crying in H Mart by Michelle Zahner. It is a memoir. I had heard about this memoir for a while. I was afraid of reading it because it is supposed to be very sad. Um, and it was, but I also thought it was like beautifully written. I loved the way that it was framed. It really had an impact on me. 
Also, Iron Widow by Shiran J. Zhao. Um, it is technically YA. I think that is wrong. I think it's technically not YA because of the acknowledgments they talk about the fact that they that their publisher was like, you, this is not a YA novel. There's too much violence. Storygraph um, put it into YA. It's and I between. was like, that feels wrong. <laughs> I've seen it shelved both places in stores. I've also seen it in a lot of bookstores in YA. So like. I think that is incorrect. Uh, this is a book that many people have raved about for a while, and it was a book that I was also kind of afraid to get to in the sense that it had been so hyped that I was afraid it wouldn't land for me. And I, when I finished the book, I was audibly screaming. It is a science fantasy novel that sort of like reimagines um, Chinese history. It, I, it is indescribable. It put my gourd through an absolute blender. Wow. I also have so many things I could shout out, but the last thing I will end on because we always have to be in Reed's Video Game Corner is, of course, I think it is easy to guess, Tears of the Kingdom. This is the new Zelda game that came out earlier this year. Um, I felt so bonkers about it coming out that, uh, I think I said this on the pod, but Brenna and I were on a road trip and I wasn't going to be home on its release date. So I literally pre-ordered it and had it sent to Brenna's parents' house so that when we arrived a couple <laughs> days later, I could play it the night we got in after like nine hours of driving. Um, it is so, so, so good. My hot take, I think I've also said this in the pod before, is that I do still actually prefer Breath of the Wild, but it was still phenomenal. And I think hard to follow up a game as loved and sort of groundbreaking as Breath of the Wild. And yet they did it. They were innovative in so many ways. Great. We did it. Well, we can transition to talking about other things that we love that aren't as outside of our fandom experiences. We definitely have some fave fix to talk about that we haven't talked about on the pod. But before that, do we want to talk a little bit about sort of our fandom experiences from this past year? Um, similarly to our outside of fandom lives from this past year? <laughs> this is a fic and fandom podcast. We can talk about fic and fandom here. Let's do it. Everyone, I read a lot of fic, as usual. No surprises, no changes. <laughs> that continued happening. And congratulations to Nick for holding <laughs> down this podcast in thank terms you, of the actually you. reading fic uh -huh. portion of it. It's just my skill, what can I say? Um, yeah, aside from that, wrote a fair bit of fic. I participated in Get Your Words Out, uh, which I have always seen hosted on Dreamwith. I know they have a Blue Sky account as well now. They have a Discord server. You sign up. Signups are open, I believe, when this episode comes out. I think they just opened and they closed like right at the end of the year. So if you're interested, I signed up for a habit pledge for next year. So I'm going to try and write for 180 days out of the year and mark those as I go. Uh, this last year, I signed up for some reason for a 250,000 word word pledge. Didn't hit that. <laughs> I mean, That's I guess so I still have Nick. 19 days, but it's not going to happen. How many words left? Oh, like 100,000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but hey that's a lot of words you've written it is a lot of words but um yeah no <laughs> it was over ambitious uh, but that was fun uh helped co-run a couple of events including the ongoing fit click rec exchange that we are doing together as hosts um also helped co-run a big bang which is posting currently very exciting yeah so just like i feel like i i did not for the most part, bite off more than I could chew in terms of signing up for things. But then instead of that, I started like running things. And then that made me really busy. <laughs> so maybe next year I will not 
take on too much in either of those areas. I wouldn't bet on it, but you never know. Maybe I'll turn over a new leaf. And then my last thing is just I feel like I transitioned a little bit in my social media usage. So I've moved away from Twitter quite a lot, as many people have, as it's been kind of crashing and burning and using Dreamwith quite a bit more, still on Discord talking to people. Um, I have a blue sky technically. It's like me and three other people on my feed. So I guess if you want to be blue sky friends, let me know because <laughs> it's pretty quiet. Though that's kind of nice because I feel like I just say whatever. I'm like, no one's going to see this. Maybe that's bad. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> But yeah, just a little bit of transition and um, I think enjoying the slower pace of Dream With and more like kind of long form fandom and then kind of using YouTube as a fandom, not social media, but just like a fandom space for myself too, where I just kind of go in and watch things instead of just seeing people talking about them or seeing them linked other places. But yeah, that's that's my fandom in 2023. I honestly don't have too much to say in sort of the fandom slash fic reading habits that um, has not already been covered or will be covered. But I will say that I was looking at the words that I've read this year, and so far, who knows what will happen in the next, like, two weeks. But as of right now, I have technically read less words than I did last year, but it feels like more. And that's because of how much my fic reading has picked up in these past few months. Um, as I mentioned with One Piece live action, and I was like, mental illness in the fun way, the hyperfixation, the disparity in what I read pre-September versus post-September is bonkers. Over half of all of the fic I've read this year has just been between September and November. <laughs> it's, you could take all of the fics I've read, I think, between April and July, and it would not equal what I read in September, which is when I started watching One Piece. So shout out to the One Piece live action for sort of getting me back in the fic reading habit of reading a little fic before bed most nights, not every night. Um, but other than that, yeah, I mean, I feel like my fandoming has been pretty standard fare- uh, in the sense that I had many hopes and dreams of doing fic things and I accomplished almost none of them, but I will get Yuletide done as much as it's stressing me out uh, because I always do. Yeah, I think, again, like the, the big new fandoms I got into were One Piece Live Action and JJK and then a lot of the same fandoms, a lot of the same K-popping, enjoying Formula One with Bren. And I will talk more about specific fics that I liked very soon. Yeah, I have not been in my fic reading era uh, this this year. I also wasn't really in it last year. Um, I, You know, last year I was really going through some shit mentally, and I stopped being able to read fic. Um, this year I've gone through some phases of reading a lot in a short period for something, and then sort of burning out on it or just running out of things I wanted to read. Um, I updated my fic tracker not that long ago and realized that February and March were definitely my biggest reading months um, because I became absolutely out of my gourd about reading fic for the Minho and Key pairing from the group Shiny. And then I read like as much as I possibly could. There's under a, a thousand fix for them on AO3. So I read a lot. And then I was like, I'm, I've run out of things to read. There were definitely still more, but I'd read a lot of like the chunky, like ones that appealed to my fic sensibilities. Um, other than that, I have not really been in like sort of proper fandom moods. I sort of been doing my typical thing of just like consuming whatever media looks interesting to me and then talking to one person about it who also might be interested in that one media thing or like bemoaning the lack of fandom about that one media thing even though typical fandom spaces aren't always my jam. Like I've been in a lot of them but they don't always vibe with how my brain works. Um, 
I definitely struggle with like some of the ways that fandom is fandoming these days. I am not a good Discord user at all. It is not a platform that really like works for my brain. The only way it works is if I'm in a really small server that basically functions as a group chat. Um, anything that gets bigger than a handful of people, I'm like, help! And then I mute the whole thing and don't look at it, um, which isn't very conducive to uh, having a fandom experience. <laughs> sure. I like to just like passively absorb a lot of fandom knowledge, um, but not necessarily be super active. Formula One has definitely been my most like sort of constant fandom for the year. Um, I do feel like that fandom is getting a little bit bigger than I wanted it to be. I feel like when I first got into it, it felt really nice and small. And like I kind of knew of a lot of the people who were like in it and making content for it. And now it's like really expanded onto a lot of different platforms. And I think is facing that challenge that a lot of fandoms face of like, just the tension between how different people want a fandom um, and people who are sort of a little bit more old school and like kind of want to keep it a little bit more contained and a little bit more private and to things like Tumblr and private Discord servers and locked fix on AO3 versus people who are like Wattpad and leaving comments on like the Red Bull like TikTok page and I'm like can no. you not leave a comment on the Red Bull TikTok page asking if Max knows what AO3 is I'm no. in hell I'm in hell I'm in hell I saw that no. today and it made me really uncomfortable Ugh. because then I'm like embarrassed to be in it too because I have no intention of ever like for me it's so such a like sort of fictional little sandbox playground it's really embarrassing to like have people think that you think it's real I don't think it's real I'm having fun um, so yeah I think that it's definitely sort of that fandom has been experiencing a lot of growing pains that have been rather painful to watch um and I'm struggling to like figure out where my place is in it and what I'm comfortable consuming um, at this point. But I genuinely really enjoy watching the sport. And I also genuinely really enjoy reading some of the funky little fanfics people write um, about the guys who do the sport. <laughs> um, but that's sort of been my only true fandom stuff. Otherwise, I've just consumed a lot of media on my own or with one friend. Um, and to me, that is like a fandom thing because I consume them in my sort of fanish ways, but I'm not necessarily like hardcore in certain fandom spaces. I've really like kind of grown away from a lot of like K-pop fandoming I was doing a few years ago and stuff. Also because a lot of my friends like left Twitter and I'm still on Twitter um, because it's where I'm getting like my Formula One updates and things and like my updates on like TV shows and stuff like that. But yeah, it's just, it's been an interesting year of like a lot of growing in different directions either towards or away from different fandoms um i'm also someone who always loves like having seven things on different burners that i can consume at whatever point i want depending on how i feel but yeah i think i tweeted something like a couple months ago that was like it's funny in the last couple of years i've gone on a journey of being so mentally ill i got invested in formula one being so mentally ill i couldn't do any fandom including formula one being so mentally ill i got back into formula one <laughs> which has really been sort of the journey <laughs> um yeah so you know that's how things go sometimes i do have sorry an addendum update to my fandom slash fic reading mm -hmm. stuff something i have not experienced in a long long time is checking a tag every single day to see what new fics are posted mm. when i first consumed one piece live action every single day i was checking the general tag and then also like the ship that i enjoy or would like to read about which is zosan when I get to my top fix of the year, you might notice that there's no One Piece live action on there. Um, I have read a lot of One Piece live action and just some general One Piece fix and have not really found what I'm looking for. Here's my gripe, and I will clarify. 
I do not have beef with reader insert fic. You will also hear more on that later. <laughs> what I have beef with is that if you go into the One Piece live action tag, first of all, five of the top 10 relationships are reader insert, which is just, um, I don't have beef with reader insert, but it's not like sort of my preference in terms of what I would most like to be reading. Uh, some of them are like repeats, like it's like slash reader or like slash you or slash like OC or whatever. But if I had it my ideal way, I think it would be a little bit more balanced towards like fictional ships and less reader insert. My actual biggest gripe is that the third most popular ship is buggy reader. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't even know anything about this, but like it's a fucking clown man and we know I hate clowns. So. <gasps> okay. If you are listening to this and you are a One Piece fan, uh -huh. I'm sorry. I know that people love Buggy. And also now as someone who's seen some amount of the anime, I understand that in the anime, he is less egregious than in the live action. In the live action, he was giving me Jared Leto's Joker. I was like, I do not understand why so many people, including good friends of mine, are simping for this man. I hate it here. I hate it here. I hate the clown man. I don't want to be here. Oh my God. Anyway, so the fact that for like a lot of September and October, every single day, What's the, um, I almost said Kylo Ren, the fucking Adam Driver, like every day I wake oh. up, but it's like every day I wake up and I check the live action tag and there's more buggy reader. Please. Can I make a confession? Uh, yeah. I was like this close to trying to find a buggy slash reader for you for our host rec exchange. Oh. I, I didn't because I thought it might have ended the show. host host violence. <laughs> When we were sending things that we'd want to read in our group chat, uh -huh. I said One Piece live action and I specifically said, do not bring me buggy fic that is too cruel even as a joke. That's why I didn't do it. Nicole. Nicole. <laughs> hey, I was going to do it before you sent that. It was just what I thought would be funny in my heart. So once again, like, I don't know, apologies to listeners who are buggy stands because I'm sure there are some of them out there because he's so popular. But I personally, uh, once again, my hater era... <laughs> Why is it the third most popular thing Can I say something that might get me hate online? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um, Reed, for a while you had a tweet in the drafts that maybe you've tweeted now. I don't know. That was like, man, so ugly. He gave the whole squad indigestion um, because of an experience we had. That is how I felt the first time I saw a picture of like a PR picture of the live action buggy. I was like, and this was after I after you had told me about the volumes of buggy X reader fic. And mm -hmm. then I saw a PR picture and I felt nauseous. Um, I think it's okay. <laughs> what that I felt nauseous or what he looks no, like that people are standing him. Oh, well, it's, I mean, it's, it's not, un I, I'm like, I'm not surprised. It's what the internet does. It's what fandom does. Yeah. I just, it's giving one slur. It's, no, it's, uh, worse, it's worse than one slur, I think. It's, <laughs> this is our most controversial like, episode yet. Jeff Ward, the actor, is fine. He's fine. I'm you sure the actor is fine when he's not dressed makeup. up as Buggy. It probably looks pretty different. Really startling. Also, again, it's not the way, it's not just the way that Buggy looks. It's like everything about the way that Jeff Ward was portraying him was giving me Jared Leto's Joker. And like, mm -hmm. I don't think he was doing a bad job with the character. I think he was acting well. I felt, I, oh my God. And the problem again is that starting with the live action and then going to the anime is that in the anime, he's so much less egregious. So I understand that for the vast majority of people who come from anime to live action, you have this sort of ingrained like of the character. And I have heard from my friends that he really goes through like a growth and becomes a much beloved character. And I buy all of that. There's a thousand fucking episodes. I'm sure he has plenty of time to grow in your heart. I had eight episodes of the live action and I was like, why the fuck are we simping for this man? Okay, great. Sorry, that's my gripe. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so that was a bit of a rant about things that I have not been reading. But now I think it would be a good time to talk about fics that we have been reading and enjoying Woo-hoo. that we did not bring to the pod this year. Brenna. <laughs> okay, mine's going to be the shortest, so I will go first. Um, <laughs> I only have three. Sorry, everyone. Like I said, I just have not read that much fic this year. And most of the ones that I read that I thought were bangers, I brought to the pod. So these are three I didn't for a variety of reasons. Uh, the first one is a little fic. It's about, well, it's actually exactly 2,000 words um, for the TV show The Bear, um, which I mentioned earlier. It, the pairing is Luca Marcus. Um, Luca is a character who's only in like one episode, but you know, <laughs> we love to see it. <laughs> um and the additional tag is, what if we kissed on a Danish houseboat and we were both boys? The fic is titled Bottle by Hawkins Local, and I think it's really charming. Um, I loved the episode that this is sort of set near and what it did with the character of Marcus. Um, so I think especially if you feel similarly to me and you really enjoyed that episode of TV, uh, this is a charming little sort of coda to it. Um, also, also, I was like, yeah, I love the concept of this pairing. And then I went and looked and there were like nine fix for it. And that made me cry inside. But this is a really good one. Transitioning to one of the only fandoms I really actively read fic for this year, Formula One. Um, I have two fics to shout out for that fandom. <laughs> um, both of these fics feature the driver George Russell. George. He's not even like one George. of my top five favorites. <laughs> but you know, the writers are really doing something with him. So welcome to the pod, George Russell. That's so sports RPF, though. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's so sports RPF. And honestly, the fix have made me more fond of George Russell. Wow, who would have believed it? I think he's actually a genuinely good driver. This is my controversial George Russell take. Um, this first fic is between George and Alexander Albon. They are two drivers who are genuinely good friends with each other and makes for a potent RPF pairing. Um, this first one is called Nothing But Teeth by... An author whose name I'm probably going to butcher, so sorry. Um, I'm going to go with Crescente Luce. I thought it was Crescent Luce, but there's an E in there I was not reading initially. Anyway, regardless um, of my butchering of pronunciation, it's a very good fic that's messy, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, The other one that's also messy and even messier is called Winning Mentality by Linearity. Um, Shout out to Linearity, who we did just discuss on the pod. Uh, This is a fic between George Russell and Max Verstappen, and it's like not romantic. Both of these characters are very hung up on other people, and there is a substantial amount of infidelity. but it was it had great characterization i never would have thought to pair these two together in any regard and i love when a fic takes something unexpected and totally makes it work um so i had a really good time with this one it made me feel a little bit insane in like a good way um sort of the way that you just sort of want to like gnaw on something like wood or glass (laughs) (laughs) you know that moment when you just really want to gnaw on glass Listen, like people online, myself included, will say I'm chewing on concrete all the time. I sure. get it. Yeah, yeah. I'm usually I you, my I feel like my phrase is usually more like I'm gonna chew on drywall. Mm. Um, <laughs> but you know, this made me feel like one of those things. Um, and I thought it was quite good. So those are the three fics that I wanted to shout out that are definitely three of the ones that I've been thinking about the most since I read them. Um, and that I all. I thought they all did things that were unexpected for me um, and 
were just very satisfying reading experiences. Love that. Nick, you go. Okay. It's my turn. I brought five fan works. Four of them are fix. One of them is a vid. Um, I admit to you, ficlets, these are a little bit scattershot. I tried to accurately represent the fandoms that I was reading a lot in and give a diversity of stories. So I did my best. It's not perfect, though. So just know I, I read other things, too, that I also liked. Okay. The first one I picked is Hear a Song This Deeply by... Sue Shy, that's S-U underscore S-H-H-Y. This is a fic for the untamed. It is Wang Xian. It is a modern cultivation AU rated T, and it's 87,000 words long, which is why I didn't bring it to the podcast. It's like 16 chapters. I brought this fic because I've been reading a lot of quite long fic for the untamed. It is a fandom that I think is pretty unparalleled currently among fandoms that I'm reading for in terms of the amount of high quality long fic. Every time I search, there's something else that bangs. So love that. This is a fic I wanted to bring to because I feel like my having watched The Untamed added a lot to my experience of it. It does a lot with parallels to the original story. And it also just did a really great job raising stakes and making things feel like serious and intense while also giving a really beautiful love story and a happy ending. So I loved this story. It was like very much what I wanted out of, okay, what could like a modern AU that still incorporated cultivation and magic do? The next story is Abhorrent Asterisms, parenthesis, Wretched Divine, end parenthesis, by Jelly Pop, aka Blaspheme. This is for the K-pop group Zero Base One, which is the group that came out of Boys Planet, as I talked about earlier. It's about 8K. I was tempted to bring this one. I still might to the pod someday. So if you hear me talk about it again, you'll be like, you're, you're in the know. Um, the pairing is Matthew slash Hanbin slash Zhang Hao, which is not a trio that I like care that much about romantically. And yet, this is also a fantasy AU that technically the author said was based off of like JRPGs. This doesn't sound none like something things... that I would enjoy. <laughs> yeah, none of those things sound like they're in your normal wheelhouse. I love this story so much. I've read it like four times, I think. Um, yeah, I know. It's good. I like rereading things too. Okay, Ficklets, know that about me. I don't know. It's just so good. The premise is that Hanbin is the chosen one. He is basically like not named directly, but assumed to be named in the prophecy that Matthew receives about like saving the world from the shadows and the darkness, blah, blah, blah. And so it's about the, the nine zero base one dudes traveling together and trying to fight off the darkness leading up to Hanbin sacrificing himself. There is a really great plot twist. I think the ending is super fun and satisfying, and it made me very emotional. Another fic that I think set and raised excellent stakes, even in a short period of time. And I just want to feel like I'm on the edge of my seat sometimes. So I loved this story. Thank you so much to Jelly Pop, aka Blaspheme, for that. Okay, next story. This I am using to represent all of like the random, much smaller fandoms and short fics that I read this year. This fic is called The Little Black Hole in Your Golden Cup by Ellie Bell, aka Naladot. This is for the K-pop group The Wonder Girls, or just Wonder Girls, I'm sorry. Um, not a group I know a lot about. I can't name all of their members. I can't, I couldn't even name the main character before I read this story. I was on a Dreamwith community post about K-pop fic and was talking about things that I like and specifically how I really enjoy kind of digging into 
what we call idol verse, like the trappings of it, digging into celebrity and fame, which we know are things I really enjoy. This is a 2K rated T second person fic from the POV of An So Hee, who like went on to act and stuff after Wonder Girls ended. And Miley Cyrus makes a brief appearance. She's there. Wow. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I just thought it was great. It was really tight. It was really smart. The prose was super good. It definitely had an edge to it that I love. So I am just kind of bringing that to represent a lot of other fic I read that dealt with similar themes and that did so very effectively and economically. The last fic that I brought is called In Silence by AO3 user Daisier. This is a Stray Kids fic for the pairing Minho slash Jisung. It's 55k, rated T. It's a breakup makeup story. It's a canon divergent future fic. It is all about kind of like your image of a person, what you have to let go of. It deals uh, a bit with societal homophobia. It also deals with like internalized stuff and working through that growing up separately from another person and re-colliding and reconnecting. I just loved it. Great story. Gave me emotions. Um, it's a pairing I really enjoy. It's a group I really like. I've read a lot of fic for them in past years that has continued. Okay, the last thing I brought is a vid. It's called Heaven by Helsinda, and it is a Wangxian vid. Wow. I was like, what? what is this? Why is this in my bookmarks? So I opened it because I watched it a while ago. I watched it again and I was like, oh, I know why this is in my bookmarks. <laughs> it's so good. Um, so yeah, highly recommend. It is definitely one of the more popular vids I've seen on AO3 in terms of engagement, which I just thought was like interesting. It's a great vid. And I, I know this fandom tends to really like vids. Even before I had seen The Untamed or read any MDZS at past uh, virtual conventions, um, specifically, I think, ConfabCon. Um, I've been to a couple of their like vid shows that they'll host and always lots of vids for the untamed and other sea dramas. So there is an audience for them for sure. And I am part of that audience. I love a good vid. Um, Helsinda is a vidder that I knew from a past fandom too. So it's always fun to see like what people are up to and where they're going. Thank you. Those are my fix. Amazing. Um, I do not think my fix give an accurate representation of the spread of my reading, but that's okay. <laughs> I've picked five things this year that I've really enjoyed that did not make it to the pod for one reason or another, and I am here to talk about them. The first one that I have is Tis the Damn Season by Ellipsometry, which is a Sylvain Felix modern AU fic um, where Sylvain comes home for Christmas for the first time in years. It is the first fic that I read this year, and I am planning on rereading it very soon, like in the next couple days. It is about picking up your life and moving to the opposite coast in an attempt to totally remake yourself and leave everything behind. But then you have to deal with the mortifying ordeal of coming home for the holidays and facing everyone and everything that you have been avoiding. Um, I have been noodling in my brain about a sort of like melancholy holiday-based Sylvain Felix fic for a little bit. Um, and I frankly had kind of forgot that I read this. And then when I was looking back to my fic tracker, it was like, oh, hell yeah. This fic hit so many of the things that... Um, if I ever write this fic and instead of just like making a Spotify playlist of like sad songs uh, to imagine the fic too, this fic hit so many things that like I really like and also would ideally explore. I don't know. I think it was so well done. And also somewhat recently I was re-listening to the episode where we talked about Wander the Wild Whereby for the second time and it just walloped me with my Sylvain Felix feelings. I am probably going to read that fic for the who knows what time again. Oh, Sylvain Felix, you are so important to me always. My next fic that I have is Super Shy by Nina Monday, which is a Wanu Hoshi soulmate goose fic. 
this is not a pairing I have ever thought about or likely will ever think about again, but it came across my timeline and I have always really enjoyed Nina Monday's writing. And I've never read a Soulmate Goose fic before. If you don't know the concept, it's like, it's Soulmates AU, but what if you had like a horrendously angry goose squawking at you and flapping at you and chasing you around to like physically push you into your soulmate? That's what I've gathered from the now two soulmate goose fix that I've read. I read this one and it was laugh out loud funny. It was absolutely delightful. And it really made me want more soulmate goose fic. This concept is so funny and this was so well executed. The tag is woefully small or perhaps the way it is wrangled. I just wasn't seeing a whole lot for it. But I thought this was so unexpected. It was a fic I clicked on. I was like, yeah, it's 2k. I'll read this. And then I really liked it. My next fic is also for the Phantom 17. Wow, um, I'm in my carrot era. I've been reading a lot of 17 fics in the past like couple weeks. So this is a little bit of recency bias, but that's okay because I really liked it. And it is uh, a fic title that's better read than it is said out loud because it's sinking slash sinking. But one of them is like sinking like the verb, like if you're sinking in water. And one of them is sinking like if your um, devices are sinking, S-Y-N-C. <laughs> um so Sinking, Sinking by AO3 user Radicchio. It is for Mingyu DK. Um, it's sort of a space AU, but it's more so science fiction. Like there's space things happening, but they're planet side. I like Mingyu fine in 17. I do not have particularly strong feelings about him, especially fic wise. We talked about this a little bit in the Voyages fic where I was like, I don't have strong 17 ship opinions. So I'm kind of just out here reading whatever. I read a couple Radicchio fics back to back to back, and that also with just having read Voyages. I'm in my Mingyu feelings. Oh my god. And this fic felt like such a perfect encapsulation of him and his big heart. It is a fic that is tender and so well-crafted, and many of the lines had me audibly gasping out loud. Um, I think, again, for a fandom in which I'm not, like, super invested in the pairings, the fic has to be doing other things for me. And this fic was just so good. Wow, I really liked it. Frankly, I think you could read it having absolutely no knowledge of Seventeen and you should because it's slapped. My next work, okay, if you listened to my One Piece spiel and you were like, Reed, you're being so harsh on reader insert fics and I am really upset. I'm here to perhaps soothe that feeling because the next thing I'd like to bring is reader insert. Um, is this work published on AO3? Not yet, although it might be someday. This is the Mall Santa AU of course. If you know, you know. But who knows? Um, four people total. Yeah, it's my... Most people definitely don't. <laughs> it's the three of us and our friend Tiffany. Okay, Ficklets, if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, I hope something that you know about all three of us, but especially about Nick, is commitment to the bit is so crucial. I don't know that I know anyone who will take a silly little bit and see it all the way through the way that Nick will. It is truly impressive, and this is uh, one example of that. It would take too long to explain everything, but essentially, Tiffany, Nick, and I have a group chat, and we were joking about a fic in which Jong-un is um, Santa at a mall, and YN is one of the elf helpers. Jong-un is a member of Stray Kids, for anyone who might not have Thank known you so much. who that is. Yes, K-pop Stray Kids Jong-un, but he works at the mall as Santa. Nick started a thing where they would text like a couple paragraphs of a fic and then it was a choose your own adventure you are yn the elf helper at this mall and you might get a thing about oh you see like the cute guy in the santa suit and you go up to him and it's like and then you open your mouth and say and then the options are like hi what's your name you slap him in the face out of sheer fear you run in the opposite direction <laughs> you quit your job on the spot or you ask him on a date like they really range mm -hmm. um 
And then Tiffany and I would vote. Uh, and if we voted two different things, Nick would incorporate both of them. Uh, the fic went wild directions. If you're familiar at all with Stray Kids and you know about like the sound monster lore, you go from being a mall elf to fighting creatures with like sonic weapons. It is incredible. What do you have? Like 10K of this? How much of this has been written? Last I checked. 13. <laughs> all of this through texts. Yeah, in iMessage. Just to clarify for everyone, I type into iMessage. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, it's like thumbs up to throw your shoe at him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, like thumbs down to yell at Chongbin or again, whatever the options may be. Tiffany once sent to our group chat, it was killing me. It's like a Neopets thing that was like, your options are scream in fear, attack, fight, smile sweetly or whatever. It was like, this is what it feels like with Mall Santa AU options. And it was so goddamn accurate. Uh, if I can find it, I will make it one of the spoilers or I'll drop it in Discord or something. But anyway, I had to shout this out because what an incredible experience. Again, I love commitment to the bit. I love that just every so often we pop into the text and it's like mall Santa time. And then we take a couple hours <laughs> to figure out where the story is going. It's close to its end and I'm going to be so sad when it concludes. But what a journey it has been. What a journey indeed. <laughs> I feel like it's like it's like an offshoot of you DMing. Like, thank you for crafting this experience for Tiffany and I. And yes. also Brenna at one point when we were together. <laughs> Brenna was gonna make some choices so where I was like, like you can't do on Sorry, you handed me Mall Santa and I was piloting out of nowhere. <laughs> you were gonna fun. make some choices that were really stressing me out, but that's okay. The last thing that I would like to shout out is Untitled Fit Click Episode by Stifled Laughter. Stifled Laughter came into the Discord, dropped a link to this, tagged the hosts, and went, enjoy! And I said, oh my god, what is this? If you listen to the episode where we talk about the goose from Untitled Goose Game messing around with Yuletide and the Yuletide Dream With, this fic takes that premise, but then the goose wanders its way over to the fic-click cinematic universe and starts messing with our stuff. This is incredible. I Again, I cannot believe that uh, Stifled Laughter has now once again written RPF about us and it is perfect and so funny. I laughed so hard reading this fic. At one point I had to put my phone down because like I was laughing so hard I was shaking and there were tears in the corner of my eyes. I'm also a little bit afraid that Stifled Laughter is in my walls or in all of our walls. Yeah. The way that she was emulating the way that we text each other was <laughs> frighteningly accurate. <laughs> what a delight to have Ficklets who make so many derivative works off of our little podcast. Again, the fact that there is RPF written about us bonkers <laughs> and that it's RPF that is like meant for us to read and highly enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Incredible. This totally made my day, my week, my month when it came out. And I do not think I could do a top fix wrap up of the year without shouting it out. Well, we've got a couple more things we want to quickly get to while we're rounding out our year in review. To wrap up the sort of fic-oriented side, I think we're going to do a rapid-fire review of some fics that were talked about on the pod. We're each going to shout out a favorite that was brought by each of the hosts. So, for example, I will talk about one that I brought, one that Nick brought, and one that Reeb brought um, to sort of round out our fic discussion for this episode. Oh, yeah. So I brought so many good fics this year, like the probably the most out of any host. So it was really hard for me to narrow it down. But for my own fic, I did okay. choose. Excuse me. Um, I did choose a temporary fix by Ao3 user Bosgood. This is a fic for the Untamed. It is about Wenqing and Wei Wuxian and Wenning, and I was gonna say the shenanigans they get up to. That's way too lighthearted of a word. It's a very melancholy character study that I loved a lot. My favorite fic that Reed brought is Gone to Ground by AO3's Marionettes, but it's like M-E-Rionettes. 
Uh, it's for Fire Emblem Three Houses. It is Sylvain slash Felix, because it's always Sylvain slash Felix. Wilderness Survival on the Run, Hurt Comfort. This was just so absorbing. Again, I've never played a minute of Fire Emblem Three Houses, but now that I know these guys, even though we didn't get to see them in space this time, I really enjoyed what the story was doing, and I think it totally pulled off what it was aiming for. And then my favorite of Brenna's, uh, I had to check with my co-host if this was cheating, but Brenna brought for your consideration ficlets, uh, a fic called Maybe the Truth by Ace 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 Ace, which is a fic for the K-pop group Shiny, and it does so much of what I was talking about earlier that I love about idol verse stories that I love about kind of like quote unquote canon compliant stories that really try to pull in just like an understanding of what it is like to live such a wild life and to go through things and to grow as a person. So those are my picks for the year. Yay. All right. So for mine, my favorite fic that I brought was Victory Condition by Astolat. Wow. Shocking. <laughs> it was an Astolat <laughs> fic. Everyone be shocked. Um, this was a fic I brought early in the year for my birthday episode. It is a Transformers fic between Megatron and Optimus Prime. During pre-discussion, Reed was like, didn't Avery bring this fic? And I was like, no, Avery bullied me, but it was a fic I had already loved for years. <laughs> um, the fic that I chose out of Nick's array was A Cornstalk Fiddle by Not Because of Victories. Um, this is a fic related to the song uh devil went down to georgia between the devil and johnny this fic is an absolute banger this dealt with so much of what i love about sort of fics that deal with like americana and folklore it was excellent um an absolute super original feeling banger of a fic and then what i picked from reed's array was if you would only let you by gd gd baby if author we both enjoy very much this was from reed's birthday episode this is a fic for the untamed rpf fandom between wang yibo and xiao shan um this is a sort of future canon-ish fic um where they go on a road trip i thought this was just a really well-written lovely fic that delved into sort of some of the difficulties of being an idol and being in the spotlight um and how do you share those emotions with someone else and on my end, my favorite fic that I brought, this is somewhat recency bias, but I am going to shout out Leave No Space by Linearity, which we just talked about last episode for the Host Rec Exchange. And the reason I picked this one in specific is because obviously we only bring fics to the pod that we enjoy, but this is a fic where I liked it, but I was bringing it because I was like, oh, it hits a couple things that I wanted to bring for Brenna for the Rec Exchange. In the process of talking about it with my co-hosts and then editing the episode, I became increasingly more feral about the fic. I think every so often we have a discussion where I can just feel my appreciation and my love for the fic grow and grow by talking about it with my friends and really digging into it. And this is one of those fics. So that is the one I'm shouting out. For Nick, I am doing something similar to what Nick did for Bren. I am shouting out Nick's pick. Give Me a Tempest by Clavier, which they brought for episode 73 of For Your Consideration. It is a 17 fic. It is a green card marriage fic. It is so well done. It, again, gave me feelings about these characters and this ship, and I thought it was a really well-crafted world. And for Brenna, the fic that I picked is And Then We Shot the Ox by Colt Spain, which is from episode 77. This is a fic for the fandom Oregon Trail video game. Um, as we know, I love to be in Reed's video game corner. I was not in my video game corner, technically. It was Brenna's. But um, I've talked about it a million times before on this podcast. I will never not be fascinated by the way someone chooses to 
ficify video game mechanics. I thought this one was a excellent execution of that and the plot twist was so well done and really I did not see coming. It's a short little fic and it really had an impact. All right, so to wrap up the episode and look into the future of Fic Click for 2024, we have created a bingo card of things that you can maybe check off while listening to next year's episodes. So we're just going to do a really rapid fire reading of the different options on this bingo card. It will also be posted on social media and in the Discord for your uh, bingo pleasures. Okay, I'll start us off. First two plus hour episode, Bloodless hits the mainstream, Host admits to blatantly lying, Celebrity Encounter. Fic for new 2024 fandom. Ficklet Wedding. New family of the pod cameo. Ficklet merch spotted in the wild. Reed despairs over co-host's lack of anime knowledge. Gord obliteration hits new heights. Astolat acknowledges the pod. Editing Brenna debut. A free space. Glorko gets Goncharovd. And first fic from Wattpad. Family member discovered to have secret AO3 account. Episode title with parentheses. Host misunderstands fundamental plot slash lore piece. Hosts come to verbal blows. And new sport fandom on the pod. And finally, hosts debuts a new corner. Quote, he's a wretched little lad, end quote. Musical episode. Nick is the only one who's seen this movie. And, oops, delayed episode. I think we can get a bingo. Yeah, and I think all of those are super self-explanatory, really easy ficlets. I hope you are keeping your eyes and ears out for crossing those off in this upcoming year. Thank you for joining us on our reminiscing through 2023, both in fandom, fic, and just our general lives. We hope you have had a wonderful year, um, and whatever part Fic Click played in it, we are thankful for. Thank you for being part of our little community, and we are so excited to see you when we come back in 2024. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Fit Click. If you enjoyed it and would like to reach us other places, you can do so. Wow. You can join us in our Discord. You can find the link to that on our Twitter. That's another place that you can join us for as long as Twitter is around. And you can also email us at fitclickpod at gmail.com. We will get back to you within two to five business days. Um, holidays are excluded. If you would like to support FitClick in a variety of ways, you can give us money if you're feeling charitable this season. Uh, we have a Ko-Fi, which is also linked on our Twitter. Um, you can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or a rating on Spotify Podcasts if you would like. If you're feeling annoyed with us at this point of me talking and you're like, get out of here, but you see that there's probably like a minute of audio left, you could also choose to use that minute to call one of your state representatives if you don't want to listen to our podcast anymore. That's also great. It's not directly supporting us, but it's supporting things in the world that we feel strongly about. In between this episode and our next episode, uh, which will be dropping on January 12th, if you are participating in Rec Exchange, you will be getting your individualized list of recs on January 1st, and then the full master list will be up for everyone's viewing pleasure later that week. As Brenna mentioned, our next episode, which is coming out on the 12th, so that's three weeks from now, not our usual two weeks, is our Brenna birthday episode. Pew, 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 pew. You know the drill at this point. The first two episodes of the year. It's Brenna and Nick birthdays back to back. This year for birthday episodes, we are doing themed episodes. The theme is up to the birthday host. It's any three fix that you can link via some connecting theme. 
Um, so what those themes look like might vary. It could be something like a trope. It could be something much more esoteric than that. Brenna, what is the theme for your birthday episode? The theme for my birthday episode this coming year is going to be pirates. We don't have our three picks for it quite yet, um, but those will be up on social media before the episode drops if you're curious. Please look forward to that episode and all of the exciting stuff we have planned for Fic Click in 2024. I've got to go write 100,000 words in the last two weeks of December to meet my writing goal. Bye! Ficklets, I'm off to listen to 200 more hours of Robin Hobb audiobooks. Bye! Ficklets, I'm going to spend several business days bracing for the next episode of Jujutsu Kaisen, which will inevitably destroy me emotionally. Bye! Bye!